I'm going to tell that senator what really happened. Hell, I'll tell Truman himself. It really doesn't bother me. Well, it bothers the hell out of me. I saved that jerk's life. I don't need a congressional honor. I don't need Agent Thompson's approval or the president's. I know my value. Anyone else's opinion doesn't really matter. Welcome back to a stark contrast where we discuss the differences and similarities from Marvel Comics to their MCU counterparts. And we are your hosts, Jeffrey. And I. Welcome back, everybody. Howdy do. We are back for episode 22. Yes, Ooh, we that are. Rang. Nice. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, it's been a great start to the new year. Oh yeah. I mean, this is a fitting one, 22 in 2000. Oh wow. 2022. Yeah. Um, I mean, goodness. I mean, this could be a long one, but you know, it's going to be an interesting, um, character study because, you know, we're kind of going somewhere we haven't quite gone before in, in a couple of ways as far as the the topics go. Mm -hmm. But, um, I did want to cover some new listener news. We just found this out <laughs> literally before found, recording, yeah. <laughs> so um, exciting stuff. Yeah, and uh, so thank you to our new listeners in Hong Kong. Let's go! go! Lunar New Year! <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so, so I... How I don't I'm not sure how to say it in Cantonese. I'm not gonna try. Doje? 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 Yeah, I think it's Doje. I don't know. My 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 linguistics are stronger in Japanese, so my inflections are all over the place. But nice. But thank you very much to our listeners in Hong Kong. That is truly a delight that I did not expect. I know, that is really cool, actually. (laughs) That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, and then uh also wanted to say thank you because we got a, a neat gift in the mail, right? Jeff? Yes. <laughs> I, oh my God. Yes, it is. <laughs> Guys. <laughs> so, so thanks first and foremost, thanks to Billy. Yes. Uh, thank you, Billy. Billy. Um, I love it a lot. What is it? <laughs> I haven't said it out loud. I got a one six scale model of Iron Man Mark. Oh, oh God. Of all things that you do. I know. I was just so, cause I do, but I got it. I was just like, I was like, unwrap, unwrap, unwrap. <laughs> but it's Iron Man Mark. Iron Man Mark, I don't know the model, but it's from Age of Ultron, his armor in Age of Ultron. Yeah, Yeah, that's a sick one. And it lights up, it does the whole shebang. Does it go pew pew? No, no, it just lights just up. Lights up the, but that's like, I mean, it's just like it, it comes pre-built. I like yeah. just got to attach the arms and okay, whatever and so put, cool. put, put them together. Yeah. Um, Stanley. But yes, yeah. thank you, Billy. I love it a lot. I am I think <laughs> hanging out with Die a lot makes me just want to collect all the things now. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Because now I'm just going to be like, I feel bad for, <laughs> for Sam <laughs> whenever if we eventually move in together. I'm going to have all these like Marvel stuff. Nerd and, I'm gonna be like, I gotta bring Iron Man. I cannot bring him. You can't leave him. You can't leave Tony behind. Too. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, the gauntlet's happening, man. It's okay. I gotta frame all the movie posters that we've gotten too from all the different um, early screenings we've gone to. I gotta get those framed. Oh yeah, the Eternals one, the The Shang Chi one, the Shang Chi one. Yeah, I gotta get those. Um, But yes, I love it a lot. Uh, (laughs) Tony Stark is sitting pretty on my shelf (laughs) right now. Just. You know, yeah. saying hello to everyone who walks like, it. Every day he's like your inspiration. He's like, you got it good. 
<laughs> you can do this. Or he's like, Jeffrey, I love you 3000. If you're nothing without the suit, you don't deserve the suit. And I'm like, you're right. I'm sorry, Mr. Stark. <laughs> don't do everything. What is it like? Don't do anything I wouldn't do, but uh, also don't do. He's like, don't, don't do anything I would do. Definitely don't do anything I wouldn't do. There you go. That gray area. Yeah. That's where you, that's where you operate. <laughs> there you go. There it is. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's about all the news for now. I mean, we do have a mini Marvel coming up soon, so yeah. we'll tackle more of the other miscellaneous Marvel goodness later, but, uh, yeah, there's yeah. nothing crazy going on. I, get, I think the most that I've gotten or seen now, it's like, oh, we're in, um, we're in leak town for multiverse of madness. Yeah. We're yeah, officially, I'm, just saying, I'm like, oh Jesus, yeah. I'm so kind of still scarred from like the no way home oh, from stuff. The, you know, I had, I had Spider-Man on mute on Twitter <laughs> for like, and not just like, the accounts, but I'm talking the terms. Yeah. So 100%. I did not see anything spider for at least a month and a half. 100%. So now I have to put in strange, I which know, is like multiverse, <laughs> multiverse, Wanda, yeah, um, and yeah. like the Super Bowl is next weekend oh, right? as we're from, as we're recording. Yeah. So that means. So by the time this drops. Yes. Yeah. So yes, that's right. So yeah. hopefully maybe we'll see. There's always rumors of like yeah. what projects are going to get trailers. Yeah, like that's right. People are saying like, what if a multiverse, a yeah. madness trailer drops or yeah. another Moon Knight trailer, which yeah. I doubt since they just released a new one. Yeah. Or maybe another Disney Plus show. Yeah. The Disney Plus thing is kind of the, the, the bag that people are like, yeah, that's going to happen. That's yeah. Happen. Or maybe another Batman thing will oh, yeah. release. So Final trailer, maybe. We'll see what, so yeah. excited to, I mean, I, I, I'm excited for Multiverse of Madness. I kind of just want that no, to drop really? already. Just no, really? <laughs> I just, I Although, just, I, I saw just, your avatar, homeboy. What happened? Why, why Mr. Have, Drizzy is back? I have to, I have to wait until the, no, that's, that's my Twitter. Oh, my it's just Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm changing my name. They're not consistent all across the board. Yeah, God. because I have different personas on Twitter. Okay. And, oh, okay. <laughs> and Speaking of multiverse of madness. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I can't change oh my my, pro, my profile picture on Twitter <laughs> until the movie comes out. Yeah, and I want to change my name so bad because it's <laughs> such a good name. Uh, but it's good. I can't use the it. The anticipation yet. is there. Um, but yeah, I'm just excited for that movie <laughs> just because, like, yeah. honestly, I'm just curious on like how big they're gonna go. That's literally it with the film. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because like it's gone through like two different types of reshoots. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And so, and I don't know what kind of story they're going to tell that, how, that tells the, the strange Ooh, story, yeah. but also furthers the MCU story. So yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. man I hope people die. You. <laughs> <laughs> they they yeah, just need to show I people dying. Chaos. They just need to show people dying. Oh, Screw I mean, it. It's going to happen. Yeah. Because again, like we've said this many times, like people are reaching that 10 year mark, if yeah. not just past it. And it's like, okay, it's time yeah. for them to either go. We're like 12 years into the MCU now. Like someone's yeah. going to, I mean, someone's going someone's to yeah. die. So yeah. Excited for, for that. And hopefully once like that, You're like I'm excited for death. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then once this MCU kind of circuit starts up again, yeah. the, 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 the normal circuit, whereas like last year, they just kind of like, they just like, released a bunch of stuff. Yeah. What? Yeah. It's going to happen again. So. Cause we still haven't seen the She-Hulk full trailer. We still haven't seen Ms. Marvel full trailer. We haven't yeah. seen any of that stuff. So anything's possible. Oh, we saw, we got an interview with all three Spider-Men. Oh yes. Finally. That's true. Finally. Thank God. Yep. Yep. Thank the Lord. Oh my gosh. It it's was like, like everything crazy I wanted to see. More. I was like, Toby, yeah. I was like, ah. <laughs> yes. Still waiting for a poster. I just want all I want. It's a poster. I don't know if just it'll give happen. Me a poster. I just want a poster. 
Anyway. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so um, with that said, let's go ahead and, and get started. So uh, as always, we are not experts by any means. We don't claim to be. We're just a couple of fans, nerds, nerding Woo. out. So if you have any comments or questions, please send them in. Um, we save a lot of these for, for kind of our mini Marvel where um, like many people actually with the last two episodes with Doctor Strange and Thor, people have been like, oh, I have a suggestion for reading. And I'm like, cool. Perf. So we'll, we'll mention those. But yeah. Feel free to send any comments in. Um, and with that, an opening intro to our character today. Margaret Elizabeth Carter. Peggy Carter. Peggy Carter. Here we go. Oh, God. We're so sorry, UK. God. We're so sorry. To our English fans, I'm it's so good. sorry. It's nothing. It's nothing. We it's, just, we no, love her a lot. We love her a lot. We love accents a lot. We love all these things. So... Peggy Carter, um, created by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby, no surprise there, mm -hmm. whose uh, first appearance was in Tales of Suspense number 75, March 1966. So with Peggy, okay, so we've done this thing with a couple of characters where, like Thor and Loki, for instance, they have they have a first appearance, but yes. then there is another first appearance that's more or less the official one. Yes. So with Peggy, this is kind of the first time we're, in, we're encountering a triple, <laughs> a triple. Uh, so th th let me explain this very quickly. So this is the a triple first appearance, a triple first appearance Whoa. technically. So if you're a collector, like say you're a huge Peggy Carter fan and you're like, I'm going to collect her first appearance. You have to technically buy three of them. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, that's so, expensive. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's a little pricey. So this is the first appearance technically, um, Tales of Suspense, number 75. And so this is another issue where it's half Iron Man, half Captain America. Wow. And so Peggy shows up in the second half. Okay. Um, with Captain America, of course. And, um, she looks a little different than Whoa, we might blonde. expect. She's blonde. Yeah. That's the first thing we see. And so in this entire book, or at least in the half that she's in, she is an unnamed girl. She is okay. just the girl, the girl, the, the girl. girl. Okay. And then that brings us to her second technical appearance, which is, um, tales of suspense number 77. So two months later, God, these covers are so they great. I know they're <laughs> so good. They reintroduced the girl. Okay, but the first one is is considered a cameo, which means more or less she's in three panels. That's it. That's a cameo? That's a cameo. Snap. Boom. Three panels. She's done. Okay. But in this one, number 77, this is considered her first full appearance, which means she has speaking parts and she's in the book. Nice. As okay. an actual part okay. of the narrative. And, and this Peggy, you will see, is a little more fleshed out but still very blonde. Very, very blonde. Very different, yes. right? And then that brings us to um, her, Her. I mean, I more or less, you know, again, as a collector, you kind of would consider this last issue the actual one because they actually name her. So even uh, in the okay. second, even in the full quote unquote first appearance, she's still the girl. Jeez. Can we please? Right? 60s. What's going on? Oh my gosh. The girl. The girl. The girl. <laughs> so they just regard her as the girl, the damsel, the chick. For how many issues? This is the for, this for the first two. So three, two. two solid issues in 1966. Jeez. They just call her a girl. The girl. And so she's not given a name until 1973. Holy crap. That so is. Seven years seven passes years. before they think, ah. She, you know what? She's reoccurring enough. Yeah, <laughs> we like, can give her a name. Maybe we should throw her a bone and actually give oh her a title. God. So um, I would, if, you know, if you're a collector of sorts, 
I would actually consider the Captain America and the Falcon number 162, her actual first appearance, which is March 1973. And um, once again, so this here, this blondie is Sharon Carter. I'll post these pictures on online, of course. And this here is Peggy. Okay. (laughs) So they finally give her name. um, And, you know, of course, Sharon says it. We're talking about my sister, Peggy Carter. Sister. Oh, we got some stuff to get through, my friend. Okay. Uh, We got a lot (laughs) to discuss. That's what I'm saying. This is a good one. This is a good one because this is like very, if you're used to MCU Peggy Carter. Yeah. Oh, 100%. (laughs) I can't wait. This is kind of going to shake your tree a bit. So, so I didn't, I didn't price the Captain America issue. However, I did price the quote unquote first appearance. Yeah. Um, And so, uh, on eBay right about now, you could get a 9.6 near mint condition graded for about eight grand. <laughs> eight grand. This is why a lot of nerds are broke, myself included. <laughs> because that's, that's a chunk come, of change, How right? come none of my uncles or anything have like collected <laughs> right? comic books and has passed down to me, man? I know. Like, you can uh, have like, yeah. Even so, trading cards. Like, come on. Yeah, eight grand. Eight grand, homie. And um, and fair copies that are loose can go anywhere from five to 25. See the difference in that. Jeez. So, you know, and that depends if it's a facsimile version, which is essentially a copy. So uh, they, okay. they have a re, reissued uh-huh. um, edition. And so, but for her first appearance, the Tales of Suspense. So that's the cameo. The cameo is worth yeah, eight yeah. grand. And so from there, you just hike it up. So I'd assume that her actual first full appearance is about 10. Yeah. And then by name, I would, I would suggest about 12, maybe, maybe 15. Wow. I don't know. That's a lot of money. But yeah, Peggy Carter, she's important. <laughs> so yeah, do you, is Captain America, like, is that, that's the first time? That's the first it's time. Gotta be. Yeah, right? 100%. I feel like majority. First Avenger for sure, yeah. Yeah, if people were not well-versed in in the older books, in the 60s, 70s books, I uh-huh. feel like that was everybody's first like, oh, Peggy Carter. Oh, got it. Okay, cool. Interesting. Like that's the first introdu- introduction anybody has. Yeah. Um, which I can't blame them because, yeah. you know. And so she's, you know, it, it, once we start getting into these contrasts, it's going to be interesting. And, and sadly, I don't have any trading cards that are actually tangible. Of course, I have them digitally. Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> My tops app, I have a couple of NFTs, um, quote unquote. Um, NFTs. <laughs> shaking ah. my head. <laughs> that spider bun one just killed me, man. So dumb. Um, I have a couple of Captain Carter, but I, there were there are none of Agent Carter. And it is it is interesting because uh, kind of like, uh, I mean, not comparably, but comparably, but uh, to Shang-Chi, that there's, there's an era where she just isn't around. She's not there. So she didn't have any relevance in like, say the nineties to to warrant her being in trading cards. And so, um, you know, she's notably not as prominent in the comics as say Sharon Carter, who we might be familiar with. Um, but, uh, of course we'll discuss Sharon later, but, um, you know, essentially at the height of Peggy's MCU fame, her relevance was uh, comparable to Sharon's, um, versus Peggy's in the books. So they kind of swapped these characters. Um, Got it. Which is what we're going to tackle today. So that said, in the MCU, we're going to jump right into MCU real quick here. Woo! Margaret Elizabeth Peggy Carter, PhD. Don't forget the PhD. She's a doctor, guys. Oh, yeah. She, uh, yeah. <laughs> 
portrayed by Hayley Atwell, who uh, is just the best. Uh, the best, right? Her. The best. Love I mean, her. honestly, I do love like many, many of these Marvel women, the actresses, um, but man, Hayley Atwell. They play them really well. And I think that's yeah. like, you know, half of the reason why like, you know, yeah. the audience like loves them, yeah. you know, and they care about those characters. Were you following along on social when she was like pretty much, what was it? Was it Vine? No. Was it Vine? It was Vine when she was doing those short yes, clips. Yes, on set. Yeah. With, and she, like, she did it with like Chris with Evans Chris and Evans stuff. Chris Evans and, and Agent Coulson. And, Agent yeah, Coulson, yeah, yes. Yeah, dude, she was like the Vine queen for a long time too. Yeah. Um, and then of course, you know, it, it, there is a young version of Peggy portrayed in Agent Carter, um, portrayed by um, Gabriella Graves. Um, and yeah, her first appearance in the MCU was Captain America. First, first Avenger. Avenger. 2011. Directed by Joe Johnston, written by Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely. Goats. Um, and you know, I just watched before you got here, I did it again, where I was like, I don't know if I've seen this. So I put on the one shot. That's right. Yeah, which is funny because then I saw the, the cover of the one shot, yeah. right? And I was like, I have this post. I had an invite to this thing when it they did, they debuted it at Comic-Con. Oh, the one shot? Yeah. Oh. And I have the invite because it's cool. It's like a cool graphic design yeah. thing. But I was like, oh, I didn't, I couldn't, I like it had narrowly missed it. So I never, I don't think I saw it. And I don't recall watching it on the, I think it's on the Iron Man 3 DVD, Blu-ray. Yes. I don't remember seeing it, but I was like, okay, refresher time, um, which of course came in 2013, um, directed by Louis uh, Desposito. And yes, screenplay by yeah. Eric Pearson. Yeah. A lot, a lot of those one shots are directed by the EPs. Which is crazy. <laughs> I was like, dude, and he, I think he did them all, honestly. Louis. Yeah. Yeah. He did a lot of them. Like, yeah. yeah. A lot of, I is was it just Louis? Like, is it Louis or Lewis? Louis, 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 Louis Despacito. Des, I keep trying, like, I'm like, is it Despacito? What is this? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn. That's, that's, that's a Justin Bieber song. <laughs> He's featured. It's a feature. We, uh, we can't disrespect <laughs> the original artist. There we go. That's true. Yeah, yeah. So my bad. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, like, executive producers that yeah. directed it, like a lot of them. Um, yeah, I didn't realize. I, I don't know if like I've seen the Agent Carter one. I, really? I keep seeing it, and I'm yeah. like, yeah, and it's a very important one. Yeah, because it, it takes place right after. Uh, Mm, not right after Captain America one, yeah. but it's kind of in that nugget of time where she's working. It's like she's working for shield, right? No, it's pre shield. It's like, as she, it's when she gets recruited to be the That's leader of right. shield. It's crazy. I was like, Oh, and I vaguely remember it because Haley is so good in it. I was like, Oh yeah, yeah. she's kicking some ass in this one. Um, but yeah. And, and you know, actually, you know, um, segue we got a listener comment from, from Twitter, Brian Jacob, actually he, uh, while I'm at it, he used to run the podcast, The Ultimate Spin, which is a Miles and Gwen podcast. Ooh. And so I think they've concluded that, but I made the, the podcast logo for them way back in the day. Oh, nice. Um, but yeah, but Brian uh, commented about Peggy. He was like, her one shot, sh one shot short film was all kinds of awesome, which is pretty much true because it's like seven minutes, but it's like seven important minutes that fill in like these stories. Yeah, like really good, important stories. And of course, they started with the pain, 
which was, you know, Steve going into the water. And I can I was only like, imagine, what? man. Dude, pain. That's the theme of this, epi- this episode, by the way, is pain. It's like, do you like pain? It's the theme of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even fight pain. that one. <laughs> pain. Constantly in pain. <laughs> so, I've, you know, when it comes to, to the stuff we're, we're going to talk about today, I've kind of moved it around. So, because this is a grounded character who has no powers. Yes. She's not a superhero. Yes. I mean, she's a heroine for sure. She's, yes. She's everything. But she's not, she's not a Thor. She's not a Black Widow. She's just Peggy Carter. So, um, I have, you know, like right here at the top of it, no powers. However, she's an incredible marksman, combat training, communications training, and toxicology. FYI. Nice. Yeah. Did not know that. How familiar are you with the Agent Carter series, by the way? Ve- I mean, I'll be completely honest. Not not really like. Yeah. It wasn't, wasn't fully invested. Yeah. I think it was because it was. I'm trying to think why. I was like, oh, I think maybe it was because it was period. Oh, yeah. Of all I, things. It was I don't, because it was period, huh? I don't like. I'm not, okay. I'm not saying I don't like, but it, it's very. It's hard for me to get into period pieces. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but yeah. <laughs> no, ju- no judgment. No, no. But I did watch a recap of it today. Yeah. Um, and I oh, was, you did? I oh, did. Cool. I yeah. did. And I was just like, yeah. okay. So basically I was like, oh, basically just, you're trying to like bail Stark out basically. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. She tries to like uh, decriminalize his his, his identity, I think yeah, it was. Basically. Um, yeah. And I vaguely, I vaguely remember dipping into it. Um, cause it was 2015 when it debuted. That's so, right. so it's interesting because it's like <sighs> they introduced her in 2011, then they give her the one shot in 2013 and then she fully returns yes. um, in 2015, which is like, dang. So that was like every other year we you were know, getting another, Peggy yeah, Carter. Another thing was it was on cable TV, right? Yes. Well, I mean, ABC is that cable? <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. It's not, but it, it was like released yeah. weekly. It was on, released. On TV. It was episodic. It and was old school. It was before the drops, yes. if you will. And so yeah. I was a horrible keeper <laughs> of, of like yeah. keeping up. Yeah. And if you and if you missed it, yeah, it was very hard to rewatch it. Right. Somewhere. And it's like I think that was in the nestle, the, like the sweet spot of like DVR. Yeah. <laughs> and like so I it was remember. Like you gotta choose. Because <laughs> I was trying to like. Quick side tangent. I was I was legit trying to keep up with uh, with Agents of Shield. Yeah, I was. Exactly. I was like, okay, yeah. I'm gonna yeah. keep up because that first season I was like, whoa, you know, yeah. and like, and sometimes I just wasn't able to watch it on on TV, and yeah. so I would have to like go to like a website that plays it, and I was just like, <laughs> yeah. I was like on my laptop, yeah. and like I would get ads, and I'm just like, oh, this is annoying, and <laughs> yeah. then like then like AOS was released, and then they started announcing like. Like um, Netflix, the Pe- Netflix Peggy show. Carter, yeah. and I was just like, I was like, I can't keep up with all this going on right now. There's so much right. Marvel, and I'm just like, I was yeah. like, ah. It's like Agents of Shield was kind of like a slow burn because it it, it was. was so drawn and it was out. Like, it's, and that first season, you ended with yeah. Maria. Oh, you ended with Nick Fury making an appearance, and yeah. you're like, whoa, whoa like yeah. they're bringing like the it's coming together. Yeah, like they're bringing like the movie, like yeah. the movie characters into like a, a TV show, yeah. like a, you know, and you're like, whoa, this is crazy. It's never been, mm-hmm. ha- it's never like done, been done before. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah. And it was kind of like cameo watch too, because you know, once they brought in Sif, for instance, it was like, oh, that's they're really right. bringing people yeah. in. And then they, they finally, I think it was season three. Cause that's, that was, I guess, quote unquote, my favorite season is like when they brought in Bobby Morse and they made the siege 
and it was supposed to be parallel with the Winter Soldier film. Mm. And I was like, okay, now they've got it going on. And then, like, you know, kind of derailed a bit. But, you know, with Peggy you know, interwoven with it and Agent Carter was, was essentially supposed to be the filler in between season breaks for AOS. So uh, that was their way of like keeping the momentum for, for agents of shield was yeah. like supplementing, Hey, let's put in another shield agent show. Um, unfortunately short lived, you know, in yeah, comparison. It's trying to, trying to, it's the thing about, it's a lot the thing about studios and TV shows. If ratings don't do well, man, yeah, right? it's rough. Yeah. Like they're not going to renew you, yeah. you know, like, yeah. especially then. Yeah, like, and exactly. I say, at the time, I say it like it's like ten years ago, but it was like it five was not, years yeah. ago. But like prime time, uh, prime time, like sh- like what is what is that like genre like of TV call like t- prime time TV? Yeah, prime time. Because it's not cable, but like network network shows. Yeah, like it's tough, man. Like if if like if your rating is like dip every week, you're not, like the chances of you like yeah. your chances of you getting a, a new season. Yeah, is incredibly difficult. Yeah, we see it with with new shows too on streaming platforms. Like if they don't stream well enough, R.I.P. Cowboy Bebop, for instance. Like yeah. if it's just completely, completely obliterated by the fans yeah. and the watchers, it's like it doesn't fly. And then, and then like network, but network budgets too. Like yeah. they're yeah. they're 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 not big movie budgets. Um, CW. Yeah. <coughs> C- <laughs> CW shows. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, oh my gosh. I so beg. it's like, you don't get much, and it's a weekly thing too. So yeah. it's like, yeah. And if it's a VFX heavy show, yeah. yeah. It's, it's not, yeah. And see, that's the interesting thing. That's, you know, like, you know, not to dive too deep into this part, but it is quite fascinating because, like, for, for a show like Agent Carter, was not VX heavy. Like, it wasn't. It wasn't. So, it, you know, it works out here and there. Yeah. So it's like, but dang. Like, so they just, yeah, but the turnaround for for episodes yeah. is still rather very yeah. quickly. Yeah, going through like this is like going into like the political side of like TV, where it's like you shoot, mm-hmm. you edit the episode. It has to go through creative, has to go through the studio, and if ultimately the studio is like, "Yo, we need to like re-edit, do something again, additional photography," and they're like, "Well, we need to." The show needs to go live in like two days. And you're like, well, make it work. Like, oh, can we have more money? No. And you're like, what? <laughs> oh, no. No, thank you. Yeah. So it's like, it's stuff like that. And that's why sometimes shows don't, may or may not look that great on TV. You're like, oh, like CGI is horrible. VHS yeah. is horrible. It's, it's they like, had, they're probably working till the last, the final hour, yeah. right? You know, and Oof. fortunately for, yeah, there mm-hmm. probably there wasn't that much. I would assume there wasn't that much like, heavy VFX CGI, yeah. you know, in, yeah. in Peggy Carter compared to AOS or yeah. something, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, so, well, before we get into shield, actually, we're going to back it up a bit and go back to the SSR, which oh. is the strategic science scientific reserve. Oh man. Which is kind of crazy because you know, like, you think of all these, these factions within the Marvel universe. And that's why I kind yeah. of, you know, I, I warned Jeff before we started recording this one had all the potential to be really dense because we're talking about these, these organizations that we haven't quite touched in a bigger way yet. And, and what better character to do it with than, than Peggy Carter, because she has touched, you know, the SSR shield as well as, you know, that automatically yeah. brings in Hydra. Yeah. So I'm not going to get too deep into all of them because <laughs> it is a lot of material, but 
again, we're going to start with the MCU side because it is more prominent in some ways. And, and, you know, it's best, the SSR itself is best described by Chester Phillips, who is portrayed by Tommy Lee Jones, which I always oh, forget. Right. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> he's another DC Marvel like crossover. I was like, oh, that's right. And he's fantastic as as um, Phillips. And, and he says it himself in Captain America, the first Avenger. The strategic scientific reserve is an allied effort made up of the best minds in the free world. I'll, our goal is to create the best army in history, but every army starts with one man which of course is Steve Rogers in that case, or one woman, Peggy Carter. Um, and so this, this, this organization is essentially, you know, they're a top secret allied war agency formed during World War II by U.S. President Franklin D. Roosevelt. Nice. <laughs> um, to battle Hydra, which is the Nazi Special Weapons Division. So plain and simple that they had a problem they found the result man i remember when just like hydra <laughs> was like the biggest baddie right. in the mcu everywhere i thought they were gonna be the ones that they're gonna last throughout the whole mcu yeah. and be like the yeah. all-encompassing villain yeah right i mean then they could but the interesting thing is is like you know they subside after a certain point right they came back in what if they did. They did. They, did. <laughs> they reemerge in one way yes. right and so um so so you know, to kind of go back into this, think of the time for the timeline of Peggy and how she's getting involved in all this stuff. So amidst the brewing battles, like of the war coming, right? Yeah. So Phillips sent Carter to free Abraham Erks Erskine, Dr. Erskine. Okay. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes. From Johann Schmidt. <laughs> yes. Red Skull. Um, and then with the addition of the doctor, the SSR's new goal was to then create the army of super soldiers. Right. Yes. And so then they were going to combat the access powers on the battlefield. And so this is this is interesting because like they had a great scene regarding the access powers uh -huh. on the battlefield with Bucky Barnes that was cut out of Captain America, the first Avenger. Oh. Did you see this? The deleted scene? Yeah. No. He's in the trenches with their their other, you know, like comrades, right? Uh-huh. And like this tank comes over the hill and it's got that access power in it. Yeah. And he's like, oh sh <laughs> <laughs> like his look on Buck's face. And he's like, ah, well. And and, and it's unfortunate they cut that out because yeah, once again, they're showing the power of the access, right? Yeah. And also that's how he's captured and later found, found by, yes, by yes, Cap, yes. you know? But anyway, that's that whole thing. That's the 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 super, the super soldier thing is essentially the the beginnings of the of Project Rebirth, which of course we're all familiar with, um, and the subsequent transformation of Steve Rogers yes. into Captain America. Woo! <laughs> and then, of course, after the war, the SSR was later absorbed into Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division. AKA Shield. Shield. <laughs> and the rest is history. I miss those days, right? man. So here's the thing with SSR. Okay. Would you believe they did not exist in the comic books at the time? No. This was created for the MCU. Wow. Yes. The, the SSR. Yes. Wow. There is, there is. A com there is a, a parallel that kind of supplemented what the SSR was, which uh -huh. is called the OSS. Okay. But did not exist by the by that name in the comic books. <laughs> Get this. Until 
Okay, let me write what I wrote here. <laughs> um, so, so it does not exist. A rarity or at least less explored circumstance where a large group or concept was originally crafted for the Marvel Universe through the MCU, which was later adapted to comics. So they did the opposite thing. They did the thing where like, oh, you know, it doesn't exist in the, in the, com in the movies, so let's create it in the comics. They did the opposite, where it's a rare thing. They created it for the movies, and then they brought it to the comics, right? So it debuts in the comics on Earth 65. Oh. Which is Spider-Gwen's universe. Interesting. <laughs> right, very much so. Because um, in, the, in Earth 65, yeah. Peggy Carter, you know, she was part of that whole thing. You know, she's very much the same character. But in place of Steve Rogers, it was Samantha Sam Wilson that became Captain America. Whoa, okay. Yeah, Captain America's a woman yeah. in, in Spider-Gwen's universe. So that was the first notable iteration of SSR. Interesting, <laughs> yeah. wow. So I was like, I texted Robbie, I was like, dude, did you know you were the first artist to actually like draw the SSR in the comic books? He was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> He didn't no, even know. He had no idea. He was like, oh, because, you know, because again, because the films are so good at supplementing that idea that yes. you just think, oh, they exist already. It's like S.H.I.E.L.D. It existed already. It's like, well, no, it didn't. I found this interesting um, <laughs> thread on Stack Exchange uh, by, by user Cthulhu Mike. <laughs> so I'm going to read this because this is like, again, we're getting into some dense territory when it comes to like wartime. And sure. Yeah. So I figured like, I'm going to read this paragraph. It's a great explanation of all these things. And I hope it makes sense to you. <laughs> Here we go. So the formation of the SSR during World War II is a pretty obvious reference to the real world clandestine um, groups like the British Special Operations Executive or the U.S. Office of Strategic Services, though those groups were more heavily involved in espionage than the SSR. The folding of the SSR and the merging of the newly formed SHIELD also mirrors the eventual folding of the OSS after the war. The OSS research branch became the Bureau of Intelligence and Research while the spy operations eventually became part of the CIA. <laughs> it's a lot of spy That's stuff. That's a lot. It's a lot of spy stuff. That's why I was like, Jeff, <laughs> <laughs> my homework is hard. <laughs> but there's, that's all that jargon, right? It's all these branches. Gosh, and so, so yeah, so in short, the SS SSR was the OSS. In the it, comics. In the comics. And then expanded into S.H.I.E.L.D., which is a bigger branch. Yes. So it's like FBI, CIA. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Boom. Bada bing. Bada boom. And so as you know, like, again, like it's, it, it's interesting that it, of all places that it made its comic book debut, it uh -huh. was Earth 65 with Spider-Gwen. That's funny. In a, in a flashback uh, oh. for, for Sam Wilson, you know, That's which funny. is like wild. And so that's as recent as I, I want to say 2016. Whoa. Yeah. So wow. after, way af after, after like, the, all the Peggy Carter stuff in the yeah. MCU. They were so, like, all right, let's introduce yeah. it. <laughs> How important is she, right? It's kind of, it's kind of wild. So that brings us to S.H.I.E.L.D. And so I wanted to only cover, again, like parts that were pertinent to, to Peggy as a character and, and her time during the World War II. Um, but, you know, in the books, it is an espionage um, special law enforcement and counterterrorism agency. Mm -hmm. Created by Stanley, Stanley and uh, Jack Kirby in Strange Tales number one thirty-five. So this 
predates Peggy by one year because it was August 1965. Okay. So she's like fresh off the boat with this whole concept of shield. Yeah. And so um, it, the interesting thing is, is that I don't know if they touched on this. I mean, I guess they kind of did with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but it, the, the organization often deals with paranormal and superhuman threats yes. to international security. It's, it's very MIB when you think <laughs> about it. I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in that sense. Right? Yeah. yeah it's a little bit. It's a little MIB. Um, and then, of course, the acronyms and backronyms. So this is one huge stark contrast between S.H.I.E.L.D. and the MCU and the books is that in the books, it's known as the Supreme Headquarters International Espionage and Law Enforcement Division. Uh-huh. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then it was changed in 1991. It was changed to Strategic Hazard Intervention Espionage Logics Directorate. Directorate? Directorate. Is that a word? Yeah, isn't it? I've heard of doctorate. I've never heard nope. of directorate. <laughs> I'm going to fact check myself right here. <laughs> I swear to God, if the quiz question is what does S.H.I.E.L.D. actually stand for right now? Yeah. Strategic Homeland Dur Intelligence. <laughs> no, because I knew you would get that. So I didn't do that. <laughs> we just pointed at each other like, yeah, no. No, it's a word. And it means oh, interesting. it's the office of the director. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> shock. Not derivative. Um, and, and so, yeah, it's interesting that it had those, the, the acronyms meant that, and then they changed it to Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division, which, I mean, honestly, if we're going to be real, <laughs> that, that kind of covers it a little better. Right? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. The espionage thing always feels dated to me. Uh, yeah, right? <laughs> espionage. 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 Yeah. Um, so, of course, uh, in the MCU, S.H.I.E.L.D. is a, an American extra-governmental counterterrorism and intelligence agency tasked with maintaining both national and global security. Founded by, do you know the founders? Stark. Okay. Howard Stark. Yes. Peggy. Peggy. Oh. <laughs> How many are? Is there three? Four. Four? Oh, no. Stark, Peggy, Captain Phillips? Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, technically, you're, that's it. Like, they're, they're the founders. Technically, yeah. And then there's, a, there's also a leader. Oh. In the MCU. In the MCU? At yeah. That oh, my God. So I'm trying to think of, like, that time. Oh my gosh, no. <laughs> Why can't I remember the first You're Always Avengers? so close. <laughs> Who's in this movie? <laughs> right? I I can't I I don't Is recall. it an easy guess? Is it a pretty pretty No, I think I mean at least for me, I You would it would you wouldn't No, Captain Phillips is far more easy than the, this this person. Okay. Yeah. Captain Phillips, Howard Stark, Peggy Carter. Who's in this? I was about to guess this person, but I was like, wait, this is, this is after. <laughs> I don't know. Alfonso McKenzie? Okay. Do you know who Alfonso? <laughs> I, I, I don't remember know. Alfonso McKenzie. Was he in the MCU? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to okay. say, I was going to say freaking Artem Zola, bro. Oh my God. I mean, and I was like, wait, that was, that. He, got uh, he got recruited after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, wait, what? Why did they say? Oh, just kidding. You're right. No, you're right. I wrote down my notes wrong. Uh, Keeping that in. I know. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. So the thing is, is that Alfonso McKenzie, sorry, he is the leader of S.H.I.E.L.D., yes. but he's in the modern day S.H.I.E.L.D. He was, he was Mac on 
Agents of Shield. Uh, I totally jacked that up. My bad. Keeping it in. (laughs) (laughs) Boo. Okay, but that said, we do have an actual pop quiz. Oh gosh. So are you ready? I, fu- I there's only two for this episode. I went a little light on you. I can't wait to go over two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, this one's this one's kind of simple. All right, here we go. Ready, Jeff? Let's go. Let's go. Peggy's designated army serial number is five one three two three eight seven three seven. Which, by the way, I did a deep dive on reading army dog tags. Probably didn't need to, but now I have that information. It's oh, very interesting. Anyway, anyway, the, the pop quiz question is simply enough. Every shield agent is designated with an agent number. What is Peggy's? Oh, God. (laughs) Is this? Oh, wait. Is this a reach or a stretch? No. For some reason, I want to say 13. For some reason. Yeah. Just because... You know, <laughs> Jeff, you are correct. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> <Woo>! Yes, <laughs> you got it. Finally. <laughs> but do you know Sharon's designation? Isn't it the 13 as well? It's also 13. That's why that's, she inherited. Her that's why. That's yeah. why I, I, I guess yeah. 13. Yeah. No, perfect. You did okay. right. I was yeah. going to be like agent one. She's the first <laughs> agent. of like, yeah, just... I, know. I know. That's the interesting thing. Like why? Why, why 13, 13? Yeah. Right. Why? Why 13? Why 18? Why 23? Yeah. I don't know. I didn't. So I didn't, that's why I, just, yeah. that's why I decided I'm 13 because I, yeah. I would imagine that Sharon picked it up. From she her, picked it up. From yeah. Her, you know. Yeah. Once it was retired. Yeah. She then got so it. So I was like, yeah, oh, got it in God. So here's the question for you. That that said, now that we've we've cleared, we've we've made shield clearance. Yeah. Is Agents of Shield and Agent Carter canon? That's interesting. Because you know what? If you didn't watch Hawkeye, I got some news for you, buddy. <laughs> they kind of oh god. They kind of took a scrubby scrub to AOS, um, in a way. In a way. I mean, honestly, it depends. I feel like it's more of like how you read it, maybe. Sure. Right? But what, what is it? Is it canon or not? I, mean, I don't know. If, maybe we can get Kevin Feige on the show. Yeah, right? let me <laughs> let me text him real quick. Hold on. Let me text Kevin. Hey, Kev, what's up? I just want to let you know, we have a lot of questions on past projects <laughs> and we just want some clarification. Do you have five minutes? <laughs> Do you have five minutes to answer 101 questions? Can I call you real quick? (laughs) I don't know, man. W-Y-D. I I don't, I mean, all those ABC shows now, it's like. Yeah, it's hard to tell. They have to be to a point. Yeah. Yeah. Different universe. (laughs) I mean, that's what they can say, right? They can be like multiverse. It was multiverse all along. Oh, God. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's a toughie. So, so beyond shield, you know, and I mentioned this a little earlier is that, you know, Peggy kind of subsides, like she goes by the wayside a bit after a few eras because in the books, Sharon was the prominent love interest, if you will, between the two Carters. She was the popular one. Peggy was more or less like, oh yeah, she happened, but she wasn't, she's not nearly, I don't want to say important isn't the word, but she wasn't nearly as dynamic in the books as she is in the films. In the films, like, forget it. Like, no, she is it. She's all of it. She's everything and more, right? But in the books, it was Sharon. Sharon had the prominent role. Got it. So 
you know, there were these, all these decades of books where, you know, Peggy, sure, she's in the, she's in the background or, you know, flashbacks of some sort, but, um, in daughters there, there, there was a point where she comes back. She's, and so this is, this falls in line with the, um, everybody's favorite storyline by Nick Spencer when Hy- hail Hydra captain America. Okay. Yeah. So real quick, um, uh, Cobra? Kobik, Kobik, um, the the sentient cosmic cube. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Essentially yeah. brought Peggy back to life. Uh huh. And she then took on another moniker. So we're going to talk about that a little later. But in that, in the vein of that, she um, was then she became a part of this group called the Daughters of Liberty. Oh, okay. And they're simply the Guardians of the New Era formulated in 2019. So very recent. Wow. Um, preceded by a team called the Daughters of Light. And so this, this team is so interesting and it's, you know, again, it's, it's very, it's the most modern thing you could even get with Peggy Carter right about now. But, um, it includes the, this roster is insane. I mean, let me just say it right off the bat. There is no MCU equivalent of this team yet, oh. but imagine if you will, Black Widow, the Dryad. That's the name that Peggy has taken on. Okay. It's the Dryad. And I'll explain it later. But Black Widow, the Dryad, Echo, Gladiatrix, Agatha Harkness, wow. Invisible Woman, Iron Patriot, who is Dr. Tony Ho. It's a different character. She's, okay. I believe, she's Chinese American. Okay. Um, Misty Knight, Mockingbird, Sharon Carter, Spider Woman, that's Jessica Drew. White Tiger and Aja Adana, aka Keeper of Wakandan lore, aka Shuri. Shuri has a name as well now. Wow. Ada. Oh wait, sorry. Aja Aja Adana, um, and then some other unidentified members. So I'm like, huh, okay. So that's another option. Yeah. If they were to do quote unquote a force, that's a lot. They could also do Daughters of Liberty. Yeah. <laughs> so many. So, so many. many. Oh so my many gosh. teams. Yeah. So she was. She's a, now a part of that team. Yeah. So with that, we're gonna talk about. And I have it in my notes as Hydra. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My God, there's so much to talk about Hydra, but we're not gonna talk all about Hydra. Just the, the World War II isms and such. Yeah. Um. So so while in the books, Hydra has alien origins. We're gonna fast forward and focus on the World War II era uh, of the faction. But let me first go into the name Hydra itself because it's not just an octopus. (laughs) There's actually meaning to this. And so in the, in the books, Hydra itself derives from this beast named Lee. How do we see this? Lamine or Lemine Hydra spawn of the Titan Typhon and the snake goddess. How do you say that? Echidna. Hold on. Let me, let me. (laughs) I didn't, I didn't phonetic, phonetic, phonetically, put all my things down. The sign, which one, the sign? Lamine, is it Lamine? I would say Lamine. Lamine Hydra. Lamine, yeah. And Echidna. Is it Echidna or is it Echidna? Everybody at home's like, do you not know this character? Echidna. (laughs) Echidna. I don't know how else you would pronounce it. (laughs) Um, uh, And, and, you know, it found a home in the swamps of Lerna in 1271 BC, Greece. Wow. Where it grew. And so you got to see this thing. It's like, it's essentially like an eight headed dragon. It looks like an eight headed dragon. Jeez. Yeah. And it's a good giant and it's got multiple heads. Yeah. And so that thing is called the Lamine Hydra. And so 
Baron Wolfgang von Strucker birthed the the faction led by the first oh sorry he led the first modern incarnation of this group so it, yeah. again it has this like alien these alien roots of like <laughs> supernatural tendencies again eight-headed dragon yeah. um, looking thing. And so it's kind of gone through time as these, this, you know, all they want is power. They're power hungry, power hungry. Of course. And so here comes Baron von, von Wolfgang. Wolfgang. <laughs> Wolfgang over there. <laughs> <laughs> Baron Wolfgang von Strucker um, became the modern incarnation. He's the first leader of this new era. And um, it, he essentially used it for his own paramilitary force. Like not even Hitler knew that they existed oh. so it was like super hush hush where you would think oh hitler was totally part no no he was actually he had no wow. idea no idea so they were operating on the side and so i kind of wanted to go uh, a little deeper with this and so um wolf uh, von strucker was part of this thing called the thule society okay and so from the Thule Society, then he he then birthed Hydra. But the Thule Society itself was an occultist organization comprised of an ancient order of sorcerer scientists. Mm. So again, it's like they've got the supernatural thing going on. So it's like, I don't know, do they do they really mention that? I mean, I know like that whole montage of how Red Skull is um acquiring the cube. Yes. Right. Like there was, there was some occult like vibes going down. Right. But I just don't, I don't remember. I was going to watch Captain America and then I got sidebarred and I was like, no, oh, let me just watch everything Peggy. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't remember it being such like a, an occult supernatural alien based thing. Hydra? Yeah. Like, I just don't recall it. I mean, I almost feel like it's more prominent in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because of, like, all the stuff that they ended up fighting and all the... I think it's just, like, well, they made it very clear, like, Hydra's, like, mission is to, is basically... Freedom is... Freedom to them is, is the people being under control by Hydra. Right. So... That's how I saw it yeah. as. Yeah, right. I mean, it, it's like in a few. It's like it's like you know propaganda, basic, yeah. basic propaganda. Yeah, it's, it didn't feel it didn't feel as a shoot. I lost my word, but yeah, it didn't. It just didn't feel. It felt it, it wasn't as fantastic and like bizarre. Like it wasn't as comic booky to me in uh, the MCU as it is as it actually. Oh, uh, compared. I mean, yeah, yeah. Then, then you go. Then you look at the Winter Soldier mm-hmm. with with, right. pro- with Project Insight. Yeah, and, I, and like the way they explained it. Mm-hmm. Like in that first scene with with Cap and Nick Fury and, they, and Nick Fury explaining like Project Insight and these mm-hmm. ships and everything and I was like, <laughs> Jesus, that is <laughs> yeah. dramatic yeah, exactly. and very very sadistic. Right, right. Like scratch off a few million at a time and Crazy. I'm like, right. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. How can it not? <laughs> it predicts your past, present, and- future. Your damn SAT scores, bank statements, who your voting patterns are. <laughs> What God. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And that's, we quoted, we quoted Captain that too, right? In another episode. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I don't know. It's like, it's interesting how they've kind of grounded that society. In, and I think you have ways, to for right? the movies because yeah. in the comics, you yeah. can go as big as you want. You yeah. can go as like crazy as you want, yeah. you know, un, most unrealistic as you want. Whereas in movies, it yeah. has to like seem realistic right. in a modern world. And it's funny because we're talking about a faction, an organization that has a man who literally peels a face off of his own face. Yeah. <laughs> and he's a red skull. 
<laughs> but, you know, speaking of MCU, I mean, you know, what's more to say is that they're, they're previously a scientific branch of Nazi. Yes. Schutzstaffel. Schutz, Schutz. I, I don't know Schnitzels? German. <laughs> <laughs> Schutz, Schutzstaffel. Um, led by Johann Schmidt, later Red Skull, and Alvinus, Alvius, um, who I believe is in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and his codename is Hive. Yes. yes. The Hive. The yes. Hive. Yes. <laughs> and he's a parasitic inhuman, inhuman, capable of infesting and possessing the corpses and controlling other inhumans through a hive mind, which is like, yeah, of course he is. Gosh. But he also has like the, the, the Hydra look, if you will, which is like multiple tendrils on his head and he uh, kind of looks okay. like a predator alien thing. Ugh. Yeah. So it's like, here they go. Um, and uh, I quoted... Oh, via fandom. This is an interesting little tidbit about Hydra, you know, like to, to kind of pull it all in into one summary, um, converting from occultism to draconian anti-freedom principles, Hydra became an organization with a hell-bent nature that is dedicated to this newfound political doctrine. So it's like, yeah, it's kind of like what you said. They're just like, they just want to possess people and power and make minions that are brainless and Basically, mindless, yeah. right? Drones. Cut um, off one head to more take its place. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> exactly that. Um, yeah. And, and so the, the interesting thing is like, you know, having mentioned Von Strucker early on in S.H.I.E.L.D. comic book lore. Yeah. He comes much later in the I was going to bring that up. And then, right. yeah, I was like, if he's like the first right. in the comics, yeah. he's just like a predecessor in, in the MCU. Exactly. Just continuing the work in secret. Right. And in Age of Ultron. In Age of Ultron. But I think that's also where we see like the, the switch yeah. in the MCU of like going from Hydra as the villain mm -hmm. to something way more like drastic or different. Right. So I was like, I like to think... Well, I, I like to think that Winter Soldier is like the end of Hydra. Yeah. Quote, yeah, unquote, yeah. unquote. I'd agree with that. Because that the Winter Soldier come out before Age of Ultron? 2015. After. After? After. <laughs> <laughs> Brain fry. Oh, no, no, yes. Age of Ultron came after. It came okay. after. Um, it came after, after, Winter Soldier after Winter Soldier because it was like the fall of Hydra and then Age of Ultron. They, they they pick up like did they come out the same year? They 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 they, they pick up like like oh like these are the, there's these secret factions of Hydra Whoa. still running right. So um, so yeah, and then that's kind of like where like yeah, where the switch of like Hydra as like the like yeah. villain, yeah. and then they go on to like and obviously Ultron is like um, and without like no Captain America Winter Soldier came first. Wait, did you just say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, but that's crazy, right? Because they didn't even they didn't even technically end a phase for it. Yeah, they were like, eh, yeah, we're it was just like the switch segue. of like, yeah, like I said, yeah. like, it's a switch from like from Hydra as a villain Whoa. to like the Ultron, which was which obviously was a result of of Tony. <laughs> I'm but just in awe that Captain America Winter Soldier came out in 2014. 14, okay, I didn't oh know if it was 14. God. Yeah, eight years ago. Because then Civil War came out 2016. That's right. Yeah, holy Toledo. Yeah, that's, that's, that's it, I thought that was interesting how they kind of set that up and kind of. And Strucker wasn't really like. He wasn't even that prominent. Yeah, it wasn't that prominent. No. He made he made the, his first appearance in the, like the in the post credit scene. Yeah, of, with the twins, the twins, with, 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 with the twins. Are the twins ready? <laughs> it still holds. <laughs> Hell, no surrender. 
I will surrender. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, and, yeah. Then, and then he gets he gets caught. Yeah. And then and Ultron Jibaltron. just kills him. And then he just kills him. <laughs> and then he's like, peace. It is blood. He's like, oh, <laughs> he even left the Banksy painting crime scene. Oh, exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, oh. I, I felt like Von Stroker was going to be like, oh, throw okay. Away. Total throwaway, I think, that guy. And they're like, nope, Ultron is crazy. Yeah, so. <laughs> exactly. And so, you know, if you hadn't noticed, we're now talking about Peggy's adversaries. And so um, it's, you know, and... It, like, uh, yeah, even even then, like, Von Strucker technically is not her adversary, at least in the MCU. Yes. Because it's more of a, you know, a, a comic book canon thing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, of course, Red Skull is part of that. But but when it came to Angel Carter, and I don't know if you remember this gal, but Dottie Underwood. Dottie. Do you remember Dottie? Yes. Dude, Dottie was dope. <laughs> and I remember, like like you, I'm kind of like, I don't remember. I know I finished it all. I'm pretty sure I finished the entire, I mean, it's two seasons, right? But I, I, I like parts of it stuck with me, whereas yeah. other parts were just kind of like, well, didn't happen, right? Sure. But among all those things, Dottie like yeah. stuck for sure because she was a Black Widow, and I remember like I was like, oh my gosh, they're introducing Black Widows, right? My gosh, she man. was yeah. the first of even beyond Natasha. Yes, Crazy. they were just introducing things. Yeah, man. it was so neat, and um, and I loved like I think she was the first one that brought in the the age old like toxic lipstick <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> laced with uh with whatever it is oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah cyanide yeah yeah yeah, yeah i think Jesus. she was that's, i think she was the first one and then peggy dark. used another version yeah um but surprisingly enough Dottie does not have a comic book counterpart so another mcu crafted created character. for mcu yeah interesting yeah so they're really they really built up peggy carter for mcu like stardom i guess yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean where they crafted this entire world for this character um which kind of shows how like meaningful her portrayal is because i mean again I agree. yeah right I, I still can't watch peggy carter without getting teary-eyed like i just can't yeah <laughs> she's oh, just man. so good and so um beyond dotty of course there was whitney frost um for for some people you know, that's a pretty familiar name when it comes to the comic books, but I'll start with her MCU counterpart who was uh, portrayed by Wynn Everett in season two, um, as well as Ivy George as a young lass and an Olivia Welch as a teenager. So, um, she, you know, Whitney kind of had like many espionage and spies go about things. She had uh, uh, various aliases. And so Agnes Cully was her original one. Um, and then she was an actress, I believe, in the in the show. So she went by Whitney Frost. That was her stage name. Nice. Um, and so she, in the in the MCU, it was interesting because, you know, she was presented as a as an actress and a secret scientist who later became infected with a zero matter. And I remember that very distinctly because I was like, oh, she's got like, the, her face was literally cracking. Oh, and, oh, okay. Yeah, and so the zero matter um, is, is, it's now known as the dark force, was a powerful, unstable element made of pure negative energy from another dimension, which is very interesting because it's like Dr. Negative, Mr. Negative. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and so I kind of always like expected her to just like, Invert. Turn negative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the, but, um, but yeah, so she then with, because of the zero matter, she was able to absorb others into her skin, which was really weird. But again, 
very, very shield and Hydra-esque. Um, Miss those days. Yeah, right. And and the zero matter, the thing, the interesting thing with the zero matter is that it was also, and I didn't realize this, it was also featured in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Runaways, and Cloak and Dagger. Oh, interesting. Oh, my God. So I forgot about the Cloak and Dagger Everybody show. forgets about Cloak and Dagger. Like I said. Everybody. I, it was very hard keeping up with all those Marvel shows tough. on TV. And on the, different oh platforms. Oh, my God. Through yes, different platforms. Yes, that's right. That's right, because Runaways was on Hulu. And now he's like, oh, how do I? And then the humans was on NBC mm. or ABC. And ABC. Yeah, oh, ABC the rest and of humans. them were ABC. Yes. Yeah. Dude, yeah. Because yeah. I did not watch TV at that time. Yeah, no, same. <laughs> exactly, right? It was like difficult. I was like, and I can't it's do like, it. It's like Wednesday, yeah. then on Thursday. Oh, yeah. prime time. And it's like, And then bro. they kept moving Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. all over yes. the place. So I was like, it's like, it was like Monday. So yeah. you're like, oh my God, bro. <laughs> yeah. So that's an interesting fact because it's kind of like, oh, they were trying to craft a sort of phase of their own in the MCU TV shows yeah. by introducing something like the Zero Matter. That was, yeah, that was like a totally different like faction two of Marvel at the yeah, time. Before right. And before MCU, I mean, MCU was big already at that time, yeah. but when it came to the Marvel division yeah. of TV shows, it yeah. was, it was, I wouldn't say rough, but yeah. it was, there was no, what I, from what I, I, but I remember or see that there's no like identity because obviously there's mm. like MC, the MCU mm. and they're like there's TV shows releasing and, and like you're like yeah. where you know you can you yeah. know like. yeah yeah it was it was very interesting and so to to now realize like oh yeah they 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 were trying even then to interweave elements and characters and backstories into a bigger television yeah. universe but it just didn't quite get there because it wasn't fully like. <laughs> integrated yeah. it was like with the studio yeah networks right 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 yeah. right and so you know like whitney you know dotty ended up i think she fell out of a window <laughs> <laughs> and then whitney once the zero matter left her she got placed in asylum so uh, unfortunate endings to both characters but in the books <laughs> whitney frost again is a very familiar name because she is known as madame mask okay and um, her primary alias is Giulietta Cristina Nefaria. Whoa. So she's Italian. She's nice. part of an Italian mafia family. Okay. And, it's always um, dangerous. Yeah. And the thing is, that this character, she's very heavily interwoven with many of our favorite heroes. And so she appears in the Hawkeye books, both Kate and Clint. She oh. appears. Yeah, there's a whole storyline where... Um, I think Kate was impersonating her. It was interesting. It was great. Um, and then she's in Daredevil and she's like in Ooh. those street level. Street level hero. Yeah. Like, like nice. And so so she she hails from a mafia family. Uh-huh. The thing is, is that her father, being the powerful Italian that he was, wanted a yeah. male heir, did not get it sent her off to be adopted by the Frost family. Gross. Which has no affiliation dare, to Emma you. Frost. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so no white queen here, but that's how she got the name Whitney Frost. Got it. From Julietta Cristina Nafari. <laughs> <laughs> Can't help it. Um, and yeah, and so by proxy of being in all those various books, and she's been around for a very long time. She's cool too. She's got like a black and white suit and she's got like a goldish mask. Nice. Yeah, she's dope. Um, so by proxy, she's interlaced with all these other villains that we're familiar with. So Baron Zemo, Victor Von Doom, Norman Osborn, Kingpin. Jeez. Yeah, she's all around town. Oh my goodness. So this I remember, girl. 
Yeah. <laughs> I know it's crazy, right? And so I was like, huh, I wonder if this is because of because of somebody like, say, Valentina, right? Yes. Would they bring back another iteration of this character that is more true to the Madame Mask of the comic book version? Because she also has like black hair or a black yeah. um, which is a very, very different version than Whitney Frost that we see in Agent Carter. Uh-huh. So I was like, huh. I mean, that would be interesting. Super. Right? Like she could be the new wave of like not Hydra, but I don't know. Yeah. It'd be kind of cool to see her like in Katie Kate, like go at it. Like her and Kate's like scrapping. Oh, oh man. It'd be pretty oh. tight. <laughs> yeah. Options awesome. are limitless. Right. Um, yeah. And so, you know, there's also this, <laughs> again, in, in the MCU, um, you know, Whitney Frost actually became the leader of a group called the Council of Nine, which ended up being one of Peggy's biggest adversaries in the series. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, they're just basically a group of businessmen and politicians who wanted power. Sounds oh. familiar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah of and, course. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And so, um, of course, other notables in, in the MCU, as far as adversaries go, um, Johan Fenhoff, Arnim Zola, Heinz Kruger. Werner Reinhardt and Mitchell Carson. Nice. Who was a boob. <laughs> Screw that guy. Um, yeah, and that kind of brings us to aesthetic. So, I mean, again, this character is is a grounded character. So <laughs> it's like, like, you know, like a little more than what we had for Jessica Jones, for instance. Sure. Jessica had like two looks. That's sure. it. Sure basically me all week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but Peggy is more of obviously like a classy dame. And so like, I wanted to, to kind of pull back from the, go back to the comic books for instance. Right. And so I wrote in my notes, blonde haired, blue eyes. And yeah. it, the, the startling thing was that they compared them so, so specifically it was said that like Sharon could basically have been a clone of Peggy. Of Peggy. Right. And, Interesting. I, and I'm sure they entertained the idea of making her a clone. Sure. But they just made it, oh, they're just very much similar, you know. Um, they're basically twins. And so, but now, as you can see, did I screenshot that? No, I didn't screenshot that. My bad. I know. But in the Daughters of Liberty, for instance, yeah. they've changed her now from this blonde blue eyes. Yes. To look a little more like Haley Atwell. Uh, so she's brunette. She's got, you know, the, the shorter hair. And yeah. She's wearing red lipstick and all that good stuff. But, um, yeah, I mean, what what's more to be said about the MCU version? She's gone through a few looks, military looks. And, and she's always been, like, classy, elegant, constantly. but very, like, just f- firm. Like, you respect her. Yeah, right? All the time. She's got the class, like, down yeah. to T. Like, you just don't want to. 100%. You don't want to get on her bad side, no but way. she will have your back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I love Peggy. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Um, yeah. You know, in, in, even in the one shot, you know, it's kind of like they, they were, they were pulling a glam up because she goes from, even in the agents of shield flashbacks and agent Carter flashbacks, she's seen in the, the green military garb. It's more simple. And yeah. then she moves up and she's got, you know, a few more, you know, I don't know what you would call them. And then um, as she moves up in her positions, you see her, her clothing changes. Uh, and so from her 
her one shot, she's like wearing the blue dress with the white blouse underneath. Yes. And then by the time she's an Agent Carter and she's Agent Carter of S.H.I.E.L.D., she's got the red hat on top too. Ah, uh, yes. And it's like more business, but like just so yeah. classy, right? All yeah. the way through. Um, and so, of course, you know, then there's older Peggy. Uh. <laughs> I just can't. Um, to which we have a, a, we do have a listener comment. Um, so we asked folks on social, like, hey, what's your favorite Peggy moment? And uh, our friend, the Arachnerd. The Arachnerd. <laughs> on Twitter says, favorite moment? How about the very first impression we got from her when we immediately knew she wasn't going to take bullshit? from anyone and it's the scene from captain america the first avenger where she's breaking in the recruits so yes. that i mean i remember like first watching that and immediately being like oh my god i love her she's so great i love her she's so great <laughs> what did she, what is he, yeah he's like what's with the accent queen victoria yeah. whatever he oh, said that's good, yeah. that good. <laughs> yeah. with the accent queen victoria, queen victoria. I, I don't even know i don't even know what she said yeah. and then and she he, just freaking just like what's your name him. what's your name soldier yeah. i think that's what she said yeah yeah and she just pops him in yeah. the face and so, i was uh, like i could show you a few moves you might like and she, that's and what she pop, i was like <laughs> yeah yes. and i love the little look steve is like <laughs> like well my my, Baby my i think my favorite moment yeah and i always youtube this for some reason because it's such a great moment which is when um steve's finding his shield yeah he finds the vibrate the first yes the, the, yes, the, the first prototype the, the all metal and then one, right? the, and this is like this is right after peggy catches him kissing um <gasps> yes i forgot her name oh my gosh the girl from game of thrones yes <laughs> oh, what's her name uh, uh, I forget. Uh, people but, are never gonna forgive me for that one. Yeah, go on. But then, um, and like, and like, it was just like a, it was just bad timing or whatever. Yeah, and uh, and it's like, uh, it's like, stop. We'll see you now. And she's like, all like, mm -hmm. <laughs> and and then Natalie like, Dormer. Natalie, yes, <laughs> Natalie Dormer. Yeah. And then um, Pe uh, Peggy. Steve goes to uh, look at the shit. He was like, yeah. what, what, what about this? Like, he's like. That's that, that's the first and only like that's 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 vibranium, man. Yeah. That's like that's the only like vibranium we have here. Uh, and then he Peggy comes in, and then he's like he's like, "What do you think?" And he's just holding it up, and she's just like, bah, 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 bah. and I was like, oh! <laughs> the look on her I face. I think it works quite nice. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Peggy. yo, I know, and I was watching, like, after I had watched the, you know, the the, the one shot, and I went into this uh, beautiful, actually, now that I mentioned it, this, I watched this every, not every, but every major Peggy Carter um, appearance yeah. in chronological order. Uh, chronological order. Nice. And it immediately rolled into another video, which was like all Peggy Carter fight scenes, right? And it was pretty dope because half of them, she was with the gun. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and that came up and I was like, man, she was like legitimately fire, fire incarnate. That woman. I love that. Scene. She's great. I forgot that it started because Cap was kissing the other yeah. girl. Yeah. <laughs> That's my girl. I like her. I like her a lot. No, I, I, I a huge fan. Of oh, her. so good. Um, and then of course that brings us to friends and family. Uh, and so, you know, like once again, I've kind of, um, focused on the MCU side because again, she's so, so much more prominent than yeah. in the books. Um, and so, you know, we're just going to go down the line. Uh, of course, list them off. our friend Hank Pym. That's right. Portrayed by Michael Douglas. 
And uh, that came up on my my feed as well because you know she. I uh, totally forgot she was in Ant Man. Yeah, in the very beginning, very first five minutes of Ant Man. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, they more or less worked together during the Soviet-controlled East Berlin operatives. And then uh, he resigned from S.H.I.E.L.D. because they were trying to make the pin particles. Yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of like, you don't see much of that um, relationship at all, but. Um, you want ferocity, I'll show you ferocity. Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. And then um, Howard Stark, first portrayed by, did you, do you remember that there was two Daddy Starks at first? It's two Silver Foxes? He was different actor in Iron Man and then it moved to... Mr. Madman. <laughs> what? Do you remember that? Yeah. That was another oh moment where God. I was like, wait a minute. And it was kind of like Fangirl. I was like, wait, what? I'm going to have to yeah. watch the first Iron yeah. Man yeah. or see some scenes. Mm -hmm. So Howard Stark was first portrayed by Gerard Sanders. And then in uh, all the young iterations, it was Dominic Cooper, a.k.a. Yes. Dating Seriously. Jim uh -huh. Chen. <laughs> and uh, and then John Slattery, who is fantastic. John Slattery, uh, yes, he's like so good. Like his character was deplorable in Mad Men, but he was so good. I was all over Mad Men too, so uh, okay. that's why I kind of maybe that's why I like Peggy so much. But but he was so fantastic in that series, so I loved him there. Um, I wrote down needs no introduction whatsoever because um, he doesn't. He's Howard Stark. True. And so, yeah, he, once again, he worked, he first worked with, with Peggy during the rescue of uh, Erskine. And then he was instrumental in Project Rebirth, as we know, because he was right there on the front lines. <laughs> Do you want to get fondue? <laughs> <laughs> Not fondue. Ay, babe. Yikes. I was thinking after this, we get a... To get fondue. He's so out of control. Do, do you and Howard fondue? fondue? <laughs> <laughs> Poor Steve. Oh, Steve. Uh, and then, of course, Edwin Jarvis, portrayed by James Darcy, who, by the way, was he not like one of the biggest reveals when it came to Endgame? Because he was like one of those rare crossovers. I think, I think real I think real fans for right. sure like because he was never he yeah. was never in the in the movies right? and no one's ever crossover from TV into the into, into the film. movies right so that yeah. was a first I think that That's was the true, first right yeah 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 yes because yeah because even Coulson he was movies first then TV yep yeah so see another crazy connection there um he's probably um and uh, of course you know we all know who Edwin Jarvis is even if you you're only familiar with him you know, minimally, but he was the trusted assistant and confident of, uh, confidant of, uh, Howard, Howard Stark. And he later assisted Carter in clearing Stark's name, which you just mentioned. <laughs> um, and he was a support figure to Tony when he was a little lad, yeah. which is why Tony then made his AI named yeah, Jarvis. Jarvis, which is again, you know, the name, the acronym, just a rather very intelligent system. Yes. Who then also became who became Vision <laughs> exactly and then, yeah, aka Paul Bettany, um, and so this is the part of the this is the part of the program where it gets squirrely because this is the family part. Oh gosh, here we go. Okay, so <laughs> bear with me. In the MCU, parents Harrison and Amanda Carter, portrayed respectively by Paul Rosenblum and Carol Rugier. Rougier, maybe, I don't know, maybe nice. it's Rougier. Um, um, and they were both featured as her parents in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Agent Carter. So they were they kept them consistent. Nice. However, 
in the books. Okay. No mention of the parents. However, however, the brother is named Harrison Carter and his and the sister-in-law is Amanda Carter. So do you see what they just did? The parent, they were her parents in the MCU and in the books, it's her brother and his Sister, wife. Sister, brother and wife. Yeah. Interesting. So right there, boom, difference. Okay. So that from that point uh, on, it just screws up the entire family tree. (laughs) (laughs) So, so here we go. MCU brother, Michael Carter, who's portrayed by Max Brown and Webb Baker Hayes. And so he then grew up to be a captain in the British armed forces and he faked his own death. Agent Carter. And so he was a very important person in her life, obviously, because yeah. it was like they were thick as thieves, you know, they grew up together very yeah. close in age and all that good stuff. So he, again, he doesn't exist in the books. There's no, there's no, there's no brother. There's no Michael Carter. It's Harrison Carter. There is a brother. Oh, there's no oh, parents. You're right. You're right. You're right. Sorry, sorry. So sorry. they futzed all of the stuff up by making her brother, her dad. <laughs> Which is just weird. And so that brings us to Sharon Carter. There we go. Here we go. (laughs) Here we go. So uh, in the books, this is a classic case of timelines that just not fitting appropriately, right? So they they were like, okay, here we go. World War II. This is kind of like the Magneto effect where they were like, we're going to put him and it's going to be the the internment camps and all that stuff, right? And then they were like, wait, now that basically makes him like 100 years old. Oh, crap, what do we do? And so they they were messing with the timelines a bit, right? Magneto, they didn't do anything. Uh, Okay. This side of the fence, they kind of were like, okay, Sharon can't be who she is. We got to change this. So this is the magic of retcon when it comes to comic books. Okay. So Peggy was originally introduced as Sharon's older sister. Okay. And the daughter of Harrison and Amanda Carter. Okay. It was retconned in 20, uh, 2007. Okay. Because they were like, it doesn't align. The timing just, because Sharon would be like, so old 70 or 80 yeah. <laughs> yeah which by all you know like she does there is a, an arc in the books that she becomes old like there's an old like first it's steve that's old captain america sure yeah and a young sharon carter and then sharon becomes old, old. and then steve is back to normal got it. okay so it's bizarre i mean they mess with her a lot but you know because of the timing and because of the era and because of the ages of the, that these characters are supposed to be like magneto kind of got out easy because now they all the mutants are basically immortal right yes. they can be reborn and all that good stuff but with sharon it was kind of like okay well she couldn't have been around during world war 2 yeah. if she's supposed to be in modern era so they changed it that she was now the great niece <laughs> of Peggy. Yeah, that was, I remember that right. being a reveal. Right. I was like, whoa. whoa. I mean, I get it. Steve's also, a little freak, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's like, Steve, you like them Carter girls, what? This man just doing, right? just going out with different generations oh of Carters. Yeah, it's Steve. But also, it's on S.H.I.E.L.D., for assigning Sharon to, right? to to watch over him. Like, they messed up. It's their fault. You guys are just instigating something here. That's messed up, right? <laughs> I wish people could see your face when you say that stuff. It's so good. Weirdos. So in the MCU, of course, Sharon Carter, portrayed by Emily Van Camp, who once dated Chris Pratt, is very strange. Um, 
I wrote her down as a problematic niece, and that's just a personal opinion. No. <laughs> just no. because, because I was like, oh, would you, would you? I, oh, Steve made a decision. <laughs> is it he could have said This no. is true. This is true. <laughs> but I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to use power broker as my, sure. my other reason for calling her that. But so if you will, this is now the lineage of, of the Carter family. So <laughs> Peggy then had a son and a daughter, and then they had, then it goes down to nephew, her nephews and nieces. Yes. To which it then goes down even further that Sharon is her great niece. Yes. That's crazy. So she went from being her sister to being her great niece. Got to match the timelines. Man. Yeah, exactly. Right. So it's kind of crazy. And so, you know, the, the nuts thing about Peggy is that because, you know, beyond her sentimentality, because that, let's face it, if she was to be encompassed in a word, sentiment is, and sentimental is gigantic, right? Yeah, I agree. And so, you know, what film was it that they showed the, the footage of her in 1953 or what is it? What, yeah, 1953, where it was a more modern Peggy and that she was like revisiting. It was for the, the Captain America exhibition at the Smithsonian, right? Yes. And so that footage of, I don't, I think it's Joe Russo asking her the questions like, oh, you know, so you. Even after Steve was gone, he was still saving my life. He was still looking <laughs> after me. Why does she sound like Tom Holland? <laughs> <laughs> she sounds like Tom Holland. <laughs> <laughs> the best I can do. The best I can do. You're good. You're good. Go on. <laughs> Jesus. Because she met her husband. Yeah. 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 Right. Because of Steve. Because of Steve. Steve like and sacrificing so, himself. Yeah. Like so, she mentions this man, and you know the whole thing about oh, and then I moved on to to you know, be in shield with my husband yes. husband and her husband and this. And yeah, and, and what you just said is that Steve essentially saved him during war and he eventually would become Peggy's husband. Yeah. Never named in the series. Her husband. Yeah. Yes. So it's unfortunate, you know, with that because, um, you know, like post-World War II and kept descending into the ice, you know, she married the man that was eventually saved by him in 1945. But the, the show got canceled before they were going to actually show it. And so I remember thinking oh. in the first two seasons, like each episode is like, which one is her husband? Which one is her husband? Like I wanted Where to know he? desperately. Where is he? Yeah, is it, it Sosa? <laughs> is it, is it, is it that guy? Is it this guy? You know, and, and they never revealed it. And so, um, agent Carter producer, Michelle, uh, is it Michelle? I think it's Michelle Vazikas intended the series to identify Peggy's husband, but then it got canceled. So it's like, so somewhere Rough. In, Rough. in storage or somebody's- In archives. In archives. Oh, sitting on a shelf. A yeah. script sitting on a shelf. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's the, the reveal of who her husband was. And we'll never know. And who was going to be cast as him and all the stories. And now we'll never know. Never know. I don't think we will. I don't think they'll ever bring that out. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's past already because. Yeah. It's because past the Because Steve, right? Steve's story is already closed. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's very true. Closed. That's true. So maybe she'll never be back. Aw. Pain. Pain. Yeah, whatever. You can't. I mean. As much as people like want to bring back these old characters. I'm yeah. like. I'm, I, I, I'm just like. Story's done. They're done. It's fine. Like we it's don't have fine. we don't have to reopen up old yeah. wounds. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so from that, um, of course, like you know, we just mentioned, she she also had a son and daughter who are also unnamed. Um, but let me, 
did you know this? Because I didn't know this. And I was like, oh. So screenwriters, Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely. So they wrote the first episode of Agent Carter. Wow, nice. Right. Okay. So it was like the strongest episode for obvious reasons <laughs> because they had to reintroduce this character into yes. a short form version, which is like, okay, that's a, that's a tough task. So of course they would pull people who wrote the movie, um, Captain America, um, or at least not Captain America. What did they write? Do you remember? McFeely and Marcus? It was Captain America. Was it? Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. okay, cool. Sheesh. Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Good going, brain. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so they mentioned it was also always their intention for Steve Rogers to be the children's father. Wow. Interesting. Yo. That's interesting. Huh. Well. Right? We'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> That ship is sailed. Damn, to me. <laughs> like I said, when it comes to these these shows, Man. the studio, like Man. the writing, like Man. things get just just lost. Yeah. You know, like it, they they want it to go one direction, yeah. but then you know, studio gets involved. They're like, yeah. no, let's flip it over here. Yeah, it's it's super unfortunate. Yeah, and I that that begs the question: like, what would the timing be on that? That would have been interesting, I guess. Yeah. Like, okay. Yikes. That would be hilarious. Right. Where Steve is the father of Dude, Peggy's kids. Right? But, and then like he wakes up in the modern times and he's oh like, I had kids. Yeah, exactly. And they're older than him. Yeah. Like, like, wait, what? Yeah. Oh, yikes. Yeah. That could have been interesting, but I'm okay with not having it. That's an in interesting thought though. Yeah. <sighs> Which brings us to her love interests. So, Steve, Steve, and Steve. <laughs> Steve that's Steven, all I care about. Steve. Yeah. Steve, Steve Rogers, no, and Captain right? America. That's, that's all. That's all that I care about as well. <laughs> but I'm going to go ahead and mention the other people for honorable mentions. Cool. But I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> the episode is done. Thanks for listening. Remember to rate we'll and see you subscribe. next time. <laughs> oh, God. So, real talk. She did have a few love interests when it came to both the books and um, in the MCU. And so on the book side, again, a, a testament of the era. She, uh, one of her first, I believe her first love interests actually was Gabe Jones. Mm -hmm. um, and they were one of Marvel's earliest interracial romances. Whoa. Very bold for 1966. Oh, 100%. At least, yeah, at least for, you know, comic books. Um, and, you know, the storyline was so intense that even because, you know, think again, Red Skull and what they stand for and all their, you know, whatever. Yeah. He even kidnaps them and tortures them because they're in a relationship, which was like, Jeez. whoa, that's some real, that is some real-ish. You Ugh. know what I mean? I'm like, woof. Dark. This feels a little dark. And I'm just like, but then again, it's a reflection of like what people were going through at the time, which is kind of, in, it's intense, yeah. right? Like yeah. it's part of history. Um, but he was, Gabe Jones was one of her first loves. And then, um, <laughs> then came Timothy Aloysius Cadwaller. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to, this is actually going to make you laugh. So Timothy Aloysius Cadwaller, Tim Dugan, otherwise known as Dum uh, Dum Dugan. <laughs> the face wow. just made. Yeah. Okay. But uh, but Dum Dum Dugan, um, of course, portrayed by Neil McDonough. We've we've talked about him a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, they're not. Oh, sorry. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, they're. I don't think they're romantic at all. Um, banter does not mean love of your life. 
<laughs> and then back in the comic books, there was a character once named Code Named Bravo. Nice. <laughs> this guy, he looks like... <sighs> I don't know if it's like a mix of Tekken and this other character that's from, from another anime. He's got oh. like silver hair and he's got a red outfit. I don't know. He's very interesting. Whoa. Anyway, his name is Richard. There's no last name because <laughs> he's a Richard. Beyonce. Yeah. Um, and he's, you know, from the 20s, 40s era. Um, and he was a super soldier. Ooh. Yeah. Super soldier from the 20s, 40s. Man, I want to be a super soldier. Interesting, right? Um, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, over on the MCU side. So there's a big gap. Like that's it, right? That's it 100%. for a comic book. And then it goes back over to MCU where she had a, she had quite a few because of the show. So Jason Wilkes portrayed by Reggie Austin. Mm. Um, and I feel like almost he, he might've been a supplement for Gabe Jones. Um, I'm not sure, but he was a scientist at Isodyne Energy uh, before joining the SSR with her. And then, um, he got infected with zero matter. I remember that whole thing. She was uh, trying to save him. Yeah. Um, and then Daniel Sosa, who I thought was going to be the man that ended up being her husband, um, portrayed by Enver Jokai. Um, he's the chief of the SSR LA branch. And then later shield West coast security chief. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, they, they, constantly had chemistry throughout the series. I think like, you know, if anybody stood out to me, I would say that Sosa was the big one. Um, and then unfortunately he was killed by a sleeper agent, a Hydra sleeper, sleeper agent. So damn Hydra. Uh, yeah. Man. Once they offed him, I was like, man, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, well, okay. And then came Fred Wells portrayed by Kevin Chengaris. Um, so Fred is the interesting one. Albeit he is the most boring <laughs> of all of them, but he was Peggy's fiance before she went to go fight the war. Uh. Mm -hmm. So after her brother's alleged death, um, she was like, she was with this guy. He basically was trying to talk her out of becoming for, for to, to enlist at all uh, and okay. to become who she inevitably becomes because that's come on. Like, the spirit that that woman has, there's no way. So basically he was like, he was trying to dumb down the war and he was like, you know, fighting in a war. It's, you know, not fighting war is a privilege. You should stay home and be a wife. Jesus. Yeah. He was again, it's supposed to be the forties, right? Yeah. And, and so he's essentially, I read him as the antithesis of Steve because Steve was very much like, you know, I want to serve my country. I want to do right for everybody. Yes. And, you know, and this guy's just like, yeah, no, don't join the war. It's just stay home. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like he kind of, he sucks basically. <laughs> and so that doesn't fly. Yeah. She's like, I don't want to marry you. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. And then she's like, goodbye. No longer has a fiance. And then imagine that. She's leaving this guy and then she cuts into Captain the the Peggy we see in Captain America. And so she's been in this been in the field for a bit. Yeah. Yeah, like oh god, the contrast right there. I was like Psh. And then of course the unnamed husband. Yeah. We'll never we know. No information about. And then some guy named Captain America, Steve Rogers? Steve Rogers. S Steve Rogers. So this is actually an unexpected relationship dynamic because in the books, Peggy was Steve Rogers' girlfriend. Steve Rogers is his girlfriend, okay? Okay. But they then retconned it 
to that she was Captain America's girlfriend. Interesting. Okay. Different identities. Yes. Okay. And she didn't know <laughs> that he was, that what? she didn't know Captain America was Steve well, Rogers. Steve Rogers. Oh Correct. my God. Yeah. Hidden identity. Interesting. And so, um, of course, a lot of the retcons of the comic have been altered to better mirror the MCU now. Yeah. So you'll see a lot of those parallels trip out. But an interesting thing I thought about comic book Peggy is that like even in her first appearances, she was already suffering from amnesia. So she would get these bouts of amnesia where uh -huh. she just forgets things entirely. Yeah. And so I think in one of the first issues or at least the Captain America issue, like she forgets that she's even like interested With, in him. Oh, okay. Completely forgets by the end of the issue. Yeah. Because it, I believe the, the lore is that when she was a young child or at least in the, in like the trenches or something, she got hit by a grenade blast or something. Oh, shoot. Something okay. happened to her. So she, her brain was just not yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and so unfortunately she had these spells and so she would forget things. And so that happened a lot. That happened to her a lot. And it's kind of really sad. And so I think that they carried that over to the Alzheimer's that we see with older Peggy. And so and, I think yeah. that was kind of their homage to the comic book version. Like, yeah. Was that Civil War? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Sharon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, oh, well, that's really Look. sad. I know. Cap <laughs> watched, visited Peggy. And then. And then he went out and was like, yeah, I'm going to kiss her. <laughs> I'm going to kiss her niece. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's why everybody was like, ooh. That's why everybody was yeah, like, but dude, Bucky what's and, happened? But Bucky and Bucky Falcon and were, like, were like, yeah. yeah. But they didn't, I don't think, well, I mean, did they know? I don't know if they knew. I mean, if you were presented with a Carter after knowing there was a Carter, wouldn't you be like, dude, <laughs> ew. <laughs> I doubt they knew. Yeah. I doubt they knew. <laughs> Maybe Bucky, but I doubt I it. would give Sam credit first. Oh, well, Bucky, no, that's true. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, because Bucky knew her. Yeah. <gasps> Which, by the way, he's like, he he and she team up a bit in the Daughters of Liberty. Ugh. Yeah. Love. Wow. Ooh. But. Awkward. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. But slags. Yeah. They're it all slags. They're all trollops, if you ask me. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then, um, yeah, of course, some guy named Chris Evans portrays Captain America, they Steve Rogers. Both of them together are oh, dude. perfect on screen. Like, I don't know one person that wasn't like, can you date in real life? Because this is really, the chemistry is- I've never seen so much in shipping in my life. <laughs> it's like not even at the docks. I mean, yeah, we brought this up earlier with the vines and everything. Yeah, like, no. They would do it, you're like, oh, Their you guys just chemistry click. is yeah. insane. Oh, yeah. Like, tremendously insane. Yeah, like, I, I don't know anybody else in the MCU, at least when it comes to couples that has that level of chemistry. Like, sure, Elizabeth and and And, and they're not in many scenes. They don't get that much screen time together that's, either. That's the kicker, right? Yeah. That they capture you immediately. Yeah. Like the end game scene where they go back in time to 1970s. Oh my God. And he ends up in her office. Oh and my just God. Just looking through the glass. And Cry. they're like, he's like, it says it all. You're Cry. like, ah. Which by the way, you do you remember the dialogue from that? The actual dialogue that's beyond the music. Yeah, yeah. Something yeah. about oh, there's this thing in this earthquake. Was it like a no? Something like a thunder. Thunder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. In I forget Just where. Getting shot out of the sky. Yeah. Braddock. Well, Braddock. Uh, <gasps> Captain Britain or Psylocke's dad. I don't know. We're not there yet. Yeah. But I'm hoping it was Captain Britain. Yeah. That'd be cool. But yeah, that scene like. Ugh. 
How do you not? How do you not just your heart just go? Ugh. I mean, and it's like when it, when did Captain America First Avenger come out? Twenty eleven. Eleven. Twenty eleven. So then going to tw- going to Endgame. Mm-hmm. It's like it's ten years of just like. You know, like <laughs> and small nuggets because even in Age of Ultron, right? They have the scene where flashback, his flashbacks. Flashback, like, 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 no, the alternate, the alternate flashback of him dancing with her, right? Is that that Age of Ultron? That's Age of, yeah, that, yeah, that's the the where Scarlet Witch, like yes, yeah, yeah. There you go. And he's like, like the war's over, Steve. We can yeah. go home. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know if I want to stop fighting. Ah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you have the last, the la- yeah. like the, literally the last shot of Endgame. The last shot ever is, of them, yeah. Is them, is, is mm. Steve going back in time. He's like, damn, I can go back in time. Right. <laughs> he's like, <sighs> he's like, see you in a bit. You betcha. And you're like, yeah, he's not yeah, coming back. He's like, <laughs> even, even Bucky, no, knew. Bucky knew. He, he was, was like, just like, he was yeah. like, like don't, oh. like, don't do anything stupid until yeah. I get back. Yeah. How can now? You're taking all the stupid, stupid with you. you. Uh, and then Falcon's Bucky like, well, see you in a bit. And then Bucky's like, yeah, he's not coming he's, back, he's not man. Coming like, back, bro. He's, he's gone. <laughs> but I also, not to go down Bucky Barnes lane, but like, I love that he knew, like, he was going back and why he was going yeah, back. Yeah, and you're like, and why I can't he blame you, man. No, right, right? Yeah. Like, oh, heartbreak. And like, yeah, I, I said this off mic and I, like, like that last shot of them, of them dancing yeah. and finally mm-hmm. just kissing and being like, mm-hmm. I'm here. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I was like, so oh yeah. I love them. This is a good ending to a story. Right I love here. them. The best, the yeah. best. Like I, I have my, like they're, I wouldn't say that they're my favorite couple, but I mean, they might as well be, they should be. Cause I love them so much. Like they're, wholeheartedly, they're so I really do. Yeah. So, you ready for a pop quiz? This is your own. This is the second of two, so, so you can it. make it two for two, my friend. Let's do it. <laughs> we were we were speaking about this earlier, actually. Oh, great! I'm gonna- All right, here you go. <clears throat> There's no doubt that the Avengers Endgame ending satiated many hearts rooting for Steve and Peggy. Oh God! <laughs> we all know the tune. Uh, yeah, we were literally were just talking okay. about. It. <laughs> <laughs> Can you name the song and the artist? We were literally just talking about this. But you didn't say, you didn't say like the full on answer. Uh, yeah. So, so Harry J. Oh, wait, no, 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 no. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. That was okay. the artist. Yeah. Harry James. Yes. Never thought that you would be standing <laughs> going through the lyrics. right next to me. Oh God! I literally listen to it all the time. That's hilarious. Oh my God! I listen to a lot of Harry James, so I'm not. I can't. I like. I know this off the bat, off the top I of my head. I never thought that you would be standing here right next to me. It's been. It's been a long, long time. <laughs> yes, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> two for two. He's back. Yes. He's back. <laughs> yes. yes. So if you missed that, the song title is "It's Been a Long, Long Time" by artist Harry James. 
with vocalists. So this is where I'm going to let you get, let you free because this yeah. this is a tough one. Because obviously Harry James and a woman singing, is obviously singing. Yeah, it, he, he is the yeah. saxophonist, and and so um, but Kitty 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 Kalen yes. is the vocalist, and so yes. that song came out in 19, 1945. So it's yes. even time accurate, which is beautiful. But on top of that, that was, believe it or not, the last of Harry James's nine number one charting songs wow. in that era. Wow. He was the man. <laughs> so great and did so crazy. Did they use that song another time besides that? I feel like they, they, did. they did. Do you remember? I'm trying to. And that's why it's stuck. And that's why I think it's such a fabulous Easter egg slash earworm because it is played in another part yeah. of the, of the MCU. Yeah. What movie was it? Cause yeah. I remember, I remember it very clearly. Really? Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. Here we go. Uh, it's time to reiterate. <laughs> you got to fast forward. I that think entire it was like, I, was, I don't think it was like, Oh, was it? It's not. Well, no, not from the first adventure. I would have known. No, 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 no. Um, was it age of Ultron? Was it in the, nope. no. Ooh. <laughs> Was it okay? So was it was it after Winter Soldier? No. Oh. Oh. Was it during Winter Soldier? Yes. Oh. <laughs> the face he is making right now. Wait, I I think okay. Yes, it was. Think about when, it. Think when, about it. What moment? Okay, I'm playing the movie in my head again, real quick. Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. Fall of Hydra. Fall of Hydra. <laughs> It's relatively early. Early in the, in the film. film, right? Mm -hmm. Has oh yes. What okay. is it? What is it, Jeff? Aha! What is it, Jeff? It's when he goes home back to his apartment, and Shield has been compromised, and and that's the song playing when beautiful when Nick Fury yes. is in the in the apartment. Yes, yes. and he's. Yes. Communicating with the phone, and then and then and then and Sharon was like, I was like, oh, I think you left some music playing." Yes, and Steve was like, "Thanks," and he's like, "No, the fuck, I did." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he he literally said that. I don't know if you guys know that, but you need to go back and watch it because that's exactly what he said. He was like, yeah. "Yeah." He was like, "Uh, I think not." Well done, sir. Oh my god, you did it. Uh, ah, look at you. Come I'm back. I'm obsessed King. with that song. Come back. King. Yes. It's, a, I'm it's obsessed so with good, it, man. It's so good. Harry James, listen to him. Um, so that, that brings us to other versions and in other media. And so for Peggy, I feel like this is a more like, you know, prominent, like a uh, tier of discussion because she's also the comeback queen when we, when we talk about her. And so I mentioned, you know, earlier, um, really quick before we get into the obvious. Um, so the dryad, um, first appearance was Captain America volume nine, number nine in April, 2019. And so the name was an interesting one because I was just like, okay, when they give these, when they give characters like her a rename or an additional name, um, you know, like it, it's for a reason. Right. And so the dryad dryad Meaning is uh, in Greek mythology, the dryad also called Hama. <laughs> God, I keep doing this. Hama dryad okay. is a nymph or nature spirit who lives in the trees and takes the form of a beautiful young woman. So I was like, huh, interesting. Okay. I mean, that's an interesting thought. I, yeah. I'm not sure where it correlates for, for Peggy, but that's her, that's her alias now. Mm. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, she was revived by the sentient cosmic cube, Kobik, after um, her earthly death. And she has a towering statue uh, 
of like a young Peggy Carter, which looks like Haley Atwell uh, in nice. France where she's buried. Uh, she, Peggy loved France and she wanted uh, to be okay, buried okay, there. Okay. So that's a thing. And then of course that brings us to Captain Carter, which is what many people are now familiar with and Haley Atwell repeat, reprising her incredible performance uh, via vocal. Yep. Um, and she said, right, that she wanted, she was like, oh, I'd, I'd love to do a live action version. <laughs> oh something. yeah, dude, I think that'd be down. sick. And I, I think like, she kills dude. it oh in, 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 in what if. Yeah, she's great. Um, I love that character. I just bought, I when I went to, I went to California Adventure the other weekend and I bought the the Captain the, Carter, Cos, the Cos Baby. Because uh, uh, you know me nice. and the Cos Baby, she's super cute. Yeah. Um, and so uh, for those of you who didn't hear our, our uh, Captain America episode, we do talk about Captain Carter there because technically she was a Captain America of yeah. sorts. Um, but for Peggy, her first appearance, at least in the comic books, was the Exiles Volume 3, Number 3 in May 2018. So very, very recent character characterization of this, this, um, you know, this person character, whatever, <laughs> <laughs> uh, created by Saladin Ahmed and Javier Rodriguez. Um, she's the Captain America of earth eight, six, three, one, five, um, alternate universe. And of course, lest we forget, she first appeared in a video game, which was Marvel puzzle quest. Oh. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, we briefly discussed that in episode three as well. And the, you know, the roots of that character is very similar to what it is in What If. Um, basically, she she got the sil super soldier serum. Um, I, like, I like her story in What If. Oh, I love it. Because they really gave her, like, at the at the end, they mm -hmm. gave her, like, she had yeah. she had more to her story. Oh, for sure. Like So what, much purpose and so much like worth. Like what the, what the Watcher was, like, giving yeah. her, like. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's weird that they, they're, that she's the one staying back mm -hmm. rather than, like, going with the lot. Yeah. Like going back to their universe yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Because she really wants oh, to. Right. Yeah, yeah. She really wants to get back to Steve. Yeah. And I was like, huh. <laughs> I was like, okay, I wonder if they're going <laughs> to play with this again more in, in season two of what yeah. if. So. Uh, which, by the way, we'll finally have the episode I was robbed of, aka Gamora's. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, why did they? I just don't understand. Why didn't they just release it? Because there was still time before whatever. <laughs> whatever. I'm not bitter. <laughs> um, and so our favorite, our favorite part almost was. But unfortunately, I don't have much. Uh, well, <laughs> there really yeah. wasn't much, honestly. I can imagine. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, we covered this in Black Widow, of course. But Emily Blunt. God. Once again, the they were trying to name. find a role for her. They're, yeah. And so she was the first Peggy Carter. Um, and uh, she had to pass because of scheduling conflicts. Sucks. Look at her now. But she has no regrets. None whatsoever. She's like, I'm not. She's not. Well, it's okay Carter. because now she's. <laughs> she better be Sue Storm. <laughs> yeah. She's just in the rumor mill God, right now. Come on, please. With her husband. Please. So we'll see. Oh, I would love it. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Come on, John Watts. Make it happen. Um, Jeez, man. I, yeah. forget. I forget he's doing that. But right? yeah, continue. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So that's, that's kind of why, sidebar, that's kind of why I'm like, oh, shoot. Is Spider-Man really done? Because John Watts is like, whoop. Fantastic Four now. He's like, cool. I did this team a movie. <laughs> yeah. On to another one. Yeah, right? Oh my gosh. Um, so uh, other than other than Emily Blunt, yeah, all I could find was that the only, among those considered and auditioned, the only name that I could find, Kira Knightley. Kira Knightley. Yeah. Kira Knightley. Sure. Eh. Sure. Eh. 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 
Yeah, she's all right. Yeah, not for Peggy. This is the, the thing. Yeah, Haley Atwell like, just kills it. She man. kills like, it. She slays it. Yeah, it is her role. It is no one else's. No one. Yeah. So suggested reading. Um, yeah, you know I've read a little bit here and there with her, um, but I will say Peggy Carter, Agents of she- Agent of Shield, number one, December twenty fourteen, uh, is a one shot actually written by Catherine Eminen. If you're not familiar with the Eminens, oh. So good. Okay. So good. So um, husband, husband, wife team. Um, Catherine is the writer and Stuart is the artist. And Stuart did a number of Marvel books, but also for me, he did some incredible work with Spider-Man. Uh, oh my God. Nice. Anyway, <laughs> um, Ed Brubaker, Stan Lee and Steve Englehart with John Warner with some art by Ram- Ramon Perez, Steve McNiven, Jack Kirby, John Romita Sr. On and on and on. There's a ton of artists. It's a compilation. Yeah. So, oh, okay. 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 Yeah. Um, and <laughs> the neat thing that the thing that I love about this, this agent of shield number one is that, one of the first pages is Captain America and the first 13. Whoa. Interesting. Because she was the first 13. Ah. Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was, there then came Operation Sin or S-I-N uh, in 2015, uh. written by Catherine Eminen and art by Rich Ellis and Jordan Boyd. And then if you want the Captain Carter fix, of course, read Exiles number three. Um, and then she actually has, ironically enough, when I, when I set up our social tweet, um, for our tweet for the, uh, for this episode, yeah, Marvel tweeted like 10 minutes after announced, like rehashing their new series for Captain Carter, because oh. there is a new one coming out and I thought it had already come out my bad, but it's not. And so there's going to be, um, a five issue series called Captain Carter arriving in comic book shops, March 9th, 2022. Um, so go pre-order that if it's available for pre-order, do it. Um, and then it comes from Jamie, Jamie McKelvey and Marika Cresta, who McKelvey is obviously, he's like tremendous modern talent, like whatever he's on by it. But Marika Cresta, she's great. She's just really great. Um, one of my newer favorite artists. So that's it. Wow. Peggy Carter. I mean, yeah, for, it's funny, like how, (laughs) how dense her, 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 her biography is and everything. And I mean, we, we probably should have done like a, like a, like a total like runtime count of like how many minutes she's actually appeared in films. Can I Google that real quick? We we, we won't count the, we won't, we won't count the the shows because obviously like they're like 40 minute episodes. So she, obviously she's a lot, but like in the films, yeah, she's probably had less than like, right. I would say less than like in total of all of all the films that she's been in. If this is accurate, Google, the Google machine <laughs> says 22 minutes of screen time, of screen time and of just MCU stuff. I would Be- assume. Yeah. Because obviously the, her shows are mostly her. Betty Ross has more than her. Wow. And Betty Ross is like, I don't know if they're counting Jennifer Connelly and Liv Tyler, uh, but yeah. <laughs> but this is, oh my gosh. And this was in 2020. Oh my gosh. Well, that's when Endgame came out. So, or 2019. So yeah, it was after Endgame came out. I am. Yeah. That's mind blowing. Because you, like, I, I, cause like the most screen time she's ever had Holy was First smokes. Avenger. smokes. I cannot yeah. believe she's only been, wow. <laughs> the, the most screen time <laughs> ever incredible. Is, is First Avenger. And that's, that's pretty much yeah. it. Oh my gosh. Because everything else was, has, was kind of like, hey, I'm here. Da, 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 da. But imagine 
being so in love in love with a character and being so taken by exactly. a performance. And she's only been in it for 22 minutes. That's what I'm saying. <gasps> Do you know who number one is? I just looked at the list. Who's like the... Yeah, the, this is interesting. I need to read this because like this the, is like very the, interesting. Like the lowest amount of screen time? No, so, th so this is the top 10 um, by screen time, according to IMDb. So... At number 10, Peggy Carter with 22 minutes, uh -huh. followed by Betty Ross with 27 minutes. Ah, they're counting only, only Liv Tyler, I believe. Um, eight, Wanda Maximoff with 34 minutes. This is all films only. Um, seven, Nebula with 34 minutes. Wow. Uh, six, Jane Foster with 46 minutes. Oh my gosh, this is so insane. Okay. Five, Hope Van Dyne with 52 minutes. Wow. Number four, Pepper Potts, one hour and 10 minutes. Okay. Holy smokes. Number three, wow, Carol Danvers, one hour, 11 minutes. Huh. Well, I mean, she got her own film, so. Was this before that way? Are they counting her own film? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, technically it's all her, but then she mm -hmm. doesn't really, she doesn't make, oh, in the end game, she, yeah, she's, she's only in there only for, in she's deuce ass mocking yeah. that type of yeah. thing, yeah. Uh, number two, Gamora, one hour, 20 minutes. And number one, Queen, of course, Natasha Romanoff, one hour and 15 minutes. Wow. Well, well that's before her movie too. Technically, yeah. yeah. Yeah, wait. Although she is no longer alive, her solo movie, Black Widow, takes place after you. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's set to release on me for, yeah. So it's before. So she's still reigning queen because now she's like two hours and 15 minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but wow, I didn't even. I know. 22, way to go, Haley. Holy <laughs> shit. It, it takes a lot wow. to, to have such an oh, impact on an audience, but uh, only have 20 minutes of total screen right? time. Oh my gosh, I'm so impressed yeah. by her. <gasps> that's so great. I love yeah. her so much. My gosh, okay. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so that's the show. I love that. Yeah. I love that for us. And I love that for all the Steve and we Peggy lovers. We did it. And yeah, we love Peggy Carter. I, oh, yeah. I don't think we're ever going to see her again. Live action. <laughs> That's just my opinion. That's okay too. I'm okay with that though. Yeah. Because that just means she just like, she has that. She, she ends she did with that thing. end game. That's yeah. the last vision we That's have like of her. That's like the perfect like yeah. oh, ending. Same thing with with, with with Chris Evans as as Cap. As Cap. Oh, perfect. I'm fine with that, yeah. man. Yeah, we didn't get him. Our last our last seeing him was not him old. Our last seeing him was with Peggy. Was it Peggy? Yeah. Fantastic. Like, dude, I'm okay with that. We're good. That's what I'm he's okay wanted since it. the first Avenger. Right. And he got it. And he got it. I can't get mad at that. <laughs> exactly. You can't get mad as a, as, as a no, fan. Like no. you're like, yeah, well. Come on. The payoff was wonderful. I know that's like a, that topic is very like, but it's, it's just polarizing like Steve, because people are like, oh, he went God. back in time. I, talk, blah, 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 I, but, I bring this up a lot. Cause like my favorite, <laughs> my favorite shots from my favorite, one of my favorite shots from Endgame yeah. is, is that close up of Steve with, when they're traveling to space for the oh, first yeah. time yeah, yeah, and the you see it in his eyes. Yeah. Cause like what that says there is like, he didn't know like this is possible yeah. going to space, fighting this cosmic energy, like whatever, you know? Aliens. And then yeah. the whole time travel thing, he was like, probably like, no way this is possible. Yeah. He saw it's possible. And yeah. he's like, oh my gosh. I didn't even think of that until you just said that. Yeah. He's <gasps> like, this is guy, this is a guy from the forties. He's yeah. like, all I know is about fighting Germans, mm -hmm. fighting the war. And that's all I want to do. Mm -hmm. And now he's grown. He's mm -hmm. like, he's like, he's like, I lost Peggy. I've mm -hmm. never, you know? Mm -hmm. And then like now, like in Endgame, he's like, wait, holy crap. I can go. I can go back in <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah. I'm going to return these stones. Yeah. And I have a choice to make. Yeah. Do I want to go back into the world where yeah. the, the bigger fight is done mm -hmm. or because mm -hmm. it's done, 
No, I just go back so to the love crazy. of my life. Ah! And you're like, yeah, he made a choice. And, and he's like, oh, I'm passing on the mantle, uh, but I'm also going, I want, like, what yeah. do I want? Right. Yeah, because he never lived for himself. He was always Steve so Rogers selfless. Steve Rogers was the most unselfish person. Yeah. And <laughs> at the end, he made a selfish choice because he deserved it. Uh, yeah, he did. Yeah. So <laughs> oh, I think that's great. Oh, and it's like, yeah. yeah, makes sense with Peggy. It's a fantastic ending. I love yeah, it. I oh, love it. Goodness gracious. Uh, so thanks for listening, y'all. Um, next episode, Jeff. Finally. Ready? And I picked her solely because basically it's my birth month and it's the closest episode to my birthday. Okay. So the next episode is gonna be finally, I'm gonna back to back with pain here. Gwen Stacy. Uh, that one might be like a four hour episode. <laughs> two parter. First two parter <laughs> ever. Ooh, oh my gosh. So yeah. So join us for that. Um, we are Groot Salute to Ashley, Andrew, Ed, Katie, Jenny, Robin, Jolis, Ariel, Claire, Laurel, the Arachnid, Melanie, and Nats. Wow, we have a lot of those. Yeah, man. And oh, we have yeah. room for more, just oh, in yeah. case you want to know back the show. <laughs> <laughs> Follow us on social at S-T-R-K-C-N-T-R-S-T. And if you like what you hear, rate, review, subscribe. Woo! Woo! Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We appreciate it every time. And we will see you in the next one. We will see you in the next one. Bye. Bye. next Saturday at the Stork Club. You got it. Eight o'clock on the dot. Don't you dare be late. Understood? You know, I still don't know how to dance. I'll show you how. Just be there. We'll have the band play something slow. Steve? Steve?